once again for another episode of Live It, Love It. You know, effing. And like always, I always have friends around here. You know, I got someone special. All right, this is my friend Pepe here. Pepe, what's good, man? What's going on, player? I'm pleasure to be in your program. Oh, yeah? So, Pepe, I want you to tell people what do you do for a living, a little bit about yourself, because, you know, we're going to get some conversations, but I want to get to know you a little bit before that. You feel me? All right, all right. I'm your barber. I'm actually my boys right here, barber. They want to make it look super handsome for this podcast all the time. I work at Jackson, uh, New Jersey. I've been doing this for the past close to 20 years now. I started really, really young. Um, it's a career that I started and I love it. Pretty much it. You know, helped me raise a family and an amazing career. I'll never take another one. Besides that, you're also, you have another talent too, right? What's that oh. other talent like, you know, that I've seen videos oh. of? And- oh, my sport. I love, I love doing MMA. That's actually my therapy. That's what keeps me my oos. Uh, I love doing that stuff. It started almost seven years ago. Uh, I'm a brown belt and jujitsu. I'm a red band in Muay Thai. I got some classic boxing. Yeah, that's pretty much. I love it. I love it. When I think about MMA, I've seen videos. So those that don't know, I've seen your videos. You know, the sweat, the workouts, the groups. It's therapeutic, right? Oh, it's, it's more than therapeutic. It's like between, it's like a bunch of people, a bunch of guys and girls. We get together and people think it's like, oh, you go and just, it's, it's just head. It's, it's more than that. It's, it's more like, okay, you practice, you go with the person, you start seeing it. Hey, listen, you start waking at this point. Uh, you get a good sweat, a, a good bond. Not only that, you start hanging out outside the gym as well and you create a type of brotherhood between all of us and a support between all of us that's one thing that caught my attention that uh if you need a support that's a place you could go and know is find a way out and you could find from politicians cops to people like myself barbers or technicians or again people like myself that were you know back in the days when i was in troubles and things like that and a way to get yourself out of that trouble is always the gym. I mean, wow, that's a great intro to what we're going to talk about today because what we want to talk about is stuff, you know, that motivates us, that keeps us in our head because, you know, nowadays, you know, people go through shit. <laughs> One of the examples I was giving you is earlier is as a barbershop, you know, we go in there, it, you know, I don't know about other people, but when I go in there, you, you build confidence. You're able to meet people that are cool. And, and of course, you know, Justice Barbershop with mad great people there. It's a it's a vibe. I call it therapeutic because you know once you get out there, you feel something. You're like, you know what? I look good. I have that confidence level. And you know what? That's what people need nowadays. Some type of confidence. That that to tell the truth, that is the goal in the beginning when everything started. Probably you remember back when we were in, you know back in high school. Um, you wanted to look good. You know, you always wanted to look good. You always want to have that first impression. You know, at that time, you know. Uh, you know, you couldn't afford certain things, but at least you could get a decent haircut. So when they see you, they're like, wow, this boy is clean. You know, this person is clean. And that help you present yourself anywhere you go. Even if you go, I get a person, people that come, oh, bro, you know, I'm about to get a new job. I'm going to do an interview. Or, you know, I'm going to a day. I'm about to meet these new persons. And you might certain certain type of peoples or, or certain type of individuals. And you hear the stories and especially in my career you gotta learn how to listen a lot i mean it's it's 20 years man i mean i can only imagine but i think you hit right in the nail 
I think people don't realize, and that maybe like how uh, females do it sometimes. Females they usually get their nails done or feet done on a like weekly basis. I think you hit the nail on the call for it when it comes to barber shops and what they do for support, which is if I want to go on a date, I'm gonna get married. I want to go to prom. I want to go to a party. I want to go to a job interview. I need to go to the barbershop. Yeah. I need to look good. I need to go and build my confidence up because that's all it's about. It's about, you know, that confidence level. Let me ask you something because you, you're in a very competitive world. What what motivates you every single damn morning to get up and do this? I love what I do. Um, There's no other way to put it. I love what I do. Um, yes, I, I, I went to cosmetology. It's cool. But before that, uh, I did went to college. Uh, they got an associate's in liberal arts. It wasn't really for me, college. Then I tried to be a contractor, getting myself in construction. But it's, since I was 15 years old, I'd be cutting hair. My whole life I'd be cutting hair. Until I was like, why don't I take this seriously? Um, that friend of mine that taught me how to cut hair until today, like he's still in the same shop. And he's pretty known in the in the town where he's at. And he's the one who taught me how to cut hair. And I was like, if this guy can make a living out of it. How come I cannot make a living out of it? It's not a day that I wake up and I'm like, oh shit, I gotta go to work. Like, like I wake up and I'm like, you know what? Today's gonna be a fucking great day. Like uh, I just go, I do my thing, and just seeing the changing of the person that like some people you know come like oh, a little draggy and they're just having that smile at the end of the day. Bro, it's 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 great. It's great. You see, like that person be like, "Yeah, how you feel?" You show them the mirror, and they be like, "Yeah, you know that." You know, you, you, you said nice something shade. that caught my attention right now. That, well, you know, you took a leap, and I think that's one thing. Sometimes we don't do. We're fucking scared. We're fucking scared to take leaps. Uh, you said as a teenager, you had this gut feeling that this is what you want to do, but you went to school, you tried the whole construction trade, and all of a sudden, you said, "Fuck it, I'm gonna take this serious." Do you know how hard it is for people to jump from one career to another career or even take that leap? Because sometimes, shit, me, I think a good three or four times I chickened out. I just said, nah, nah, I don't want to take that leap until one day I said, fuck it, I'm going to do it. But is it was it the money, the drive? What was it that that drove you? Believe it or not, I, I wanted to be happy. I was going, again, I was going to work. Uh, my last work was construction. I was working with this guy you know, doing fencing. We had a contract for fencing and we were doing it for a while. Like I remember that guy nickel and dime my breaks, like until my breaks. And one day I remember the guys, uh, the guy wife came and brought us pizza, like about a box of pizza. So me and the guys, we got happy, you know, we ate pizza, da, 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 da. And the day of the pay, he took the deduction of the pizza. And that day I say, fuck it. Like I'm done with this shit. Like, I, I'm done with this because, yeah, I work, I have my regular nine to five job, you know, go there, do what I have to do. And then Thursday, Fridays, and Saturdays, you see me in the barbershop. And I was more the vibe of the barbershop, bro. Like, you know, you see me, you come in like, yo, what up, my guy, what's going on? Hey, bro, yeah, you know, yo, you sold the game, you sold this, you sold that. And like, that vibe, I was like, why can't there be me every single day? You ever seen someone that was down before? You ever had someone that, you know, like was going through a lot of shit and you're like, damn, I know this motherfucker is going through shit and maybe I can help with this, you know, haircut. Yeah, so 
Sometimes people say shit. Somebody, something. I keep it real. Anyone listening to this, you know, we know the movie Barbershop. How people talk about the event. That shit is real. People, you know, when you do some tests in a barber, you talk. So you know, I don't, without you know mentioning names or stuff, but has something when you first started your career? Did you ever like when you had that first experience? Anything caught your attention? Like you know, like wow, this shit, this guy's going through shit. I hope I could make a difference a little bit. So the worst experience that it could happen is when a person is getting divorced. <laughs> I got many people that come and they start getting divorced, you know, and they start coming with the stories. You start seeing the faces of, of what happens. And obviously nobody wishes for the word because the divorce is ugly, you know, so they're a part of family and they fight with the kids and they ask you for advice. And myself, I always try and be really open and realistic what it could happen. But at the same time, I cannot say everything because I'm not leaving those situations. So I'm just trying to keep it everything positive, you know, like, hey, you know, you know, I got divorced and all this stuff. And I remember this guy, he was getting divorced. So he was telling me something happened and their story, they were separating or whatever. This guy, you know, left for like four or five months, then came back again. And he had a horrible divorce. He couldn't see, you know, his kids, his wife and everything. And then after the four or five months he decided to come back with his wife again on my mind i'm sorry I, i'm really realistic on my mind i'm like listen you cannot you, you could not go back where you were you know what i'm saying like this this situation is horrible like do you really want to go back to it and you guys are gonna separate again going through it again put the kids again but he went back to it and a couple months later after that they ended up going through the same thing so <laughs> not surprised Bro, me seeing that guy, bro, like that face, the things like, you know, losing weight, the tears and all that stuff. I'm like, yo, like, Jesus Christ, I still got a good night, 20 minutes in this motherfucker. <laughs> so, you, you ever know, took you it home? You, you, you ever took that energy home with you? Like, damn, this shit sometimes. So, I, you know, I do similar something work with helping people out. And I yeah. feel like sometimes, you you know, you heard me that sometimes it should get stressful. How's your mental health when it comes to this type of field of work? Because as much as you hear the good side of it, I'm pretty sure there's some sides of it that you'd be like, damn, I may have a bad day myself. You know, how do I, you know, do my job regularly? Because one thing I want people to listen to know about people in general, not just your career, my career, but any type of job, especially you, you know, you have to put your game face on. You know, you cannot have a bad day, man, and not try to, like, you know, show your clients that you're having a bad day. I think myself, um, myself all this time before i was talking i'm gonna talk before i got married and after i got married after i got married guys it's really simple you know i tell my wife what happens you know and she advised me on what to do not to bring like the situations exactly home because eventually it will affect me you know but before i got married the gym it was a big part of it now that i would talk to them over there and it's just like okay i gotta clear my mind on i gotta put my headphones on i go lift or I go train, you know, that those are my, my options that I could clear my mind out somehow. Because like you said, it's sometimes it's amazing, you know, you made amazing people and then sometimes you get like the negative people or, or, the, or the complainers or the stuff and you have to like, you know, keep you calm and like always the customer service face because it is it is my job's customer service I you said to. something that caught my attention right now and the first i wanted to scream out like yo what the hell he's fucking right so you said your wife or your ex-wife told you that no, you shouldn't take wife. your problems off your problems my home. wife 
Mouth. Your wife, your wife, not told you that you shouldn't take your power home. Yo, yes. somebody fucking told me that shit years ago. That no matter what happens at work, no matter what happens at work, no matter how fucked up the day is, you leave that shit outside the door. You do not bring that energy into your home with your kids and wife. And yo, I live by that rule because I've seen friends, family. Fuck, I think I must have done it in the beginning of my career. It brings problems. And it's pretty easy to get involved in it too. It's Fuck, like, because especially if you have a good listener at home, if you have someone that wants to listen, like, oh, I got your back, I want to listen to it. No, you're going to fucking vent all day. Yeah. I, had, I had Fulano, I had this motherfucker today, I had that motherfucking story today. Yo, but that that is real. Moral of this sentence of this last 30 seconds, don't fucking bring your problems from work to your home. That toxic shit, leave it outside the fucking door. I would say the stress, bro, like the best thing I could say is always, even if you're not into like working out and stuff like that, always have a time for chill out, talk with somebody, even just have a drink. You know what I'm saying? If you don't drink, go out to eat with your friends just so you could clear yourself out and have some you time. Yeah, but what happens if you're, you're like an introvert? Like you don't really talk to people. Like you're very quiet to yourself. You know, you do, you're facing your own demons. How, how do you, like I had coworkers at the past that were, scared to i'm scared they just don't want to fucking deal with me for nobody they yeah. just want to work go home and no world but sometimes you want to connect i know you I have a good personality you have a great personality so you bit in but i'm pretty sure you must have met one or two people that were just the opposite like now nah, i'm good i i did i did i had i had a friend like that but most most of my friends um most of my friends are like you <laughs> we, we could talk all day you know this <laughs> but uh I have a I had a guy that he was um you know pretty quiet, chill, and the way I guess he relieves his stress it was through video games. You just go play video games. I I think. What do you think about this about this whole thing with the video game world? And I think people need to realize this. It's still a fucking coping mechanism for people. All right. Yeah. I have friends to this day. You know, I have I still have a fucking PlayStation. People ask people why you still have systems at at thirty or forty, like. It's a fucking coping mechanism. Why not? <laughs> it's just a fucking coping mechanism. Like people sometimes think about mechanisms of coping. It should be gym, therapy, bro. There's there's many forms of therapy. I'm not saying drink and smoke, but you know there's a limitation to everything in life. Yeah, I, I, I'm a believer. Listen, man, I'm a big believer. As long as everything you do, you do in small amounts, is good. You know. If you do work out too much, bro, you're going to hurt yourself. If you obviously, if you freaking train too much, you're going to hurt yourself, you know, and you have too much fun, you're going to hurt yourself. So as long as you do socially drinking, drink responsibly, you're going to smoke, smoke responsibly, you know, and you be able to relax yourself and like be able to manage it. If you like to play video games, play video games. You're not hurting anybody. The only thing that matter is you at the end of the day That's you know what? it's true because I, I met people that tell me like yo they want to play for an hour and let go of all the frustration there and that goes back to like mental health healing and i'm cool with that and i feel like people should be listening to now now speaking to your stories shit you went from career from college to construction worker to now fuck you're your own pretty much boss you know you're working on your shit it's something you love so you must have went to many obstacles and what is your biggest challenge you think that you overcame through these years when it came to all these obstacles? Because, you know, you told me you were divorced. You went through this whole change of careers. Fuck, that's a lot. That's yeah. a lot. And then you're trying to make people happy by just listening there and be having good faith. 
How, what is it? What was your biggest challenge that overcome that made you the person you are now? Uh, my biggest challenge is to tell you the truth was trying to be a good dad. My, my first daughter was, you know, when I was 19 years old. So I had no choice but to make it happen. Uh, I'm a believer that, um, you know what, you could make any type of excuses, but I always say this and I say it to myself and I say it to my kids, excuses are for losers have no choice but to make it happen people be like you need a plan b no bro make your plan a go make your plan a happen uh so i have no choice but to put a food in that little girl table i'm gonna tell you what's easy in the beginning being a barber you know and like you're gonna sit down for like the first six to eight months waiting for people you know to start building your name and start building your clientele and i was going to a shop i remember i was going to a shop i was working on a shop in liquid from nine in the morning to nine at night. And then I got a shift, believe it or not, in, in, uh, in a brand, a clothing brand for, for kids. I don't know if I can say the name of the brand. A clothing brand for kids restocking the shelves from 10 o'clock into five o'clock in the morning. That way I could balance both of the checks. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I wasn't making really that much as a bar in the beginning. I was making almost nothing. and had to get a two jobs that would be able to maintain or the stability or the family at that time, you know? Well, you, so, you were determined, you were determined, right? To make it yes. work. I have to, I have no choice. That's the way I looked it up. When you want something really that bad, you're gonna find a way. Whatever it is you want, you know that. If you wanna get, I don't know, a PlayStation 5, you don't care how many hours you gotta get it to make it happen. You don't care if I gotta, you know, you gotta Uber right after or, you know, do this or do that and make it happen. You just gotta make it happen. And that was my my goal, you know? Like I wanted to be like my, my if you wanna call my mentor at that time. I wanted to be like him, I wanted to live. You had a point right there that caught my attention. Being a good dad is like one of the hardest, hardest challenge. <laughs> Anyone yeah. listening to this, there's no such thing as a, a guideline, a rule book on how to be a good parent. <laughs> you just fucking do it. Um, yeah. The one thing you said that did, I, I can remember myself is I had two jobs. You know, I had to get a second job. And I used to work. So I had a job from 3 p.m. to 11 p.m. And then Thursday, Friday, Saturdays, I had to work security as a bouncer from midnight pretty much all the way to like 4 o'clock in the morning just to make Ooh. extra, you know, ends meet. So it was tough because, you, you know, you want to be a good parent. You want to be a good dad. You don't, you don't want to fuck up. You're like, oh, shit, my first kid, my first year, I'm not going to fuck up. So you, everything you said, man, I feel it. And anyone listening to this, you know, you can relate. You're not the only one. Father, mother, yo, if you have two jobs, <laughs> that's cool. That's mostly what happens. You have to do what you got to do, right? Yeah, because I, I think myself is because that, that kid at the end of the story, you are his superhero. You know, like you are the hero of that story. There's there's no other, no other person, no, no no other body that could be like you know what he's gonna look at you and be like yeah that's my dad you know that is my hero so uh, do you tell him the struggles do you tell him the struggles no 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 never never i i I carry all that myself i never tell him like you know what i had to do this and this and this and this and this that's the problem i have as well too i i I, you know mental health is a big thing now right and most likely when our kids are older older it's going to become even bigger I feel like if we share our stories to our kids, we're going to fucking send them to therapy. 
So I, I think myself, I think this way, and correct me if I'm wrong, but for men, it's more therapeutic, no going to a person, a professional to talk, but like we're doing right now, two friends telling the stories, you know? And at the end of the day, we, I think as a man, like you go to a place, right? You go to a therapy, you're going to listen to the therapy, but you're going to be like, ah, she doesn't know nothing. But if you talk to your friend and you got to get somebody to talk to, you'll be able to understand and maybe clarify your mind a little better. Maybe because you're I mean, you need to feel judged. No, that's honest. And I, I gave you yeah. two point of views. So I had a female therapist twice. Didn't really work out for me. Um, I felt like I, had, I was holding back. Then I did some research and found a therapist, a mad cool dude back in Queens where I lived at. Which, to be honest with you, I recommended him to a few of my other friends. And he kept it real. Like, this dude was just straight an OG. And he told me, you know, you're here. You know why you're here. Let's get straight to the point. And you know what? I think it depends because there's certain things you can speak to with your friends that you're cool with. You want to say it. But not every time you want to talk about, like, yo, I may have this problem. I'll give you a perfect example. A friend of mine told me that they had a, a personal issue with this low self-esteem. But when I, if I were to show you a picture of this dude, I'd be like, are you crazy? You're like a fucking pretty boy. You make money. You, you're the last person I think will have self-esteem issues. But sometimes it goes back to there's certain people you don't want to tell that to. I was lucky enough that he told me that. But when I asked him, yo, why don't you tell your boys the same thing? Nah, they're going to judge me. They may laugh at me. They may say a certain thing about me. Think about it. Ask yourself as high, in high school. Would you ever tell your boys, yo, I'm in love with this girl. She's so sweet. I want to make her a mixtape. I want to buy her flowers. <laughs> They're going to fucking be like, yo, you're fucking herb. You're I, fucking pendejo. I, I mean, you got a point in there because, I mean, uh, like you said, in high school, you won't say none of that stuff. But that's where, that, that's where it starts. You know? Yeah. I mean, it, myself, at least myself, when I was young, I, like I tell my daughter, myself, uh, when I was young, I had a million friends, a million friends. Out of that, maybe I hung out with one. So now I uh, just think about it like I had a thousand acquaintances and I only have like one or two friends, you know? So from that now, could, since uh, high school to now, how many friends do you still talk to from that group? They that kept from there, literally two. I'm not going to lie, literally two. I have a nice. circle too. I have a small circle of that we could talk to each other, like therapy. I have a small group of friends, like three but of I us. But I think as a, as, a, as a young person, you don't see it. You know, you think everybody's your friend, you're popular, you're cool. You know, oh, this guy, oh, yeah, you know him. But I, you know, yeah, I saw him, uh, you know, I saw the club, I saw him at the party the other day. So you think he's your friend, you know? But it, it, it's but, true. When you're young, you don't give a fuck. I always tell young people when they ask me for advice, I tell them, yo, you see the, the world one block at a time. As you get older, the block turns wider from left to right to, you know, don't look back, but there's a lot of alpha males. You know, you, you know, you, a lot of young people want to become alphas when they're young. You know, they don't want to follow the leader. They just want to do what the cool kids are doing. Think about it. Ninth graders to 12th graders. And then when those 12th graders graduate, those big shots, they go to college. College is another ball game. Yeah. Different type. Of, and then when you go into the real world of people, everything you learn as a kid, they don't give a fuck. You know, care, and, I, and I always tell people that whatever you did in high school, that don't mean shit. That's just practice for the real world. But, you know, I think coping mechanism, what you said right now, does it does hit a point. 
therapy for, can be for some people. Therapy can be for some, not not for other people. It also depends your circle. If one of our boys is down, we have a group of friends that will keep it 100 with you. We'll yeah. either tell you you're the biggest fucking pendejo in the world and you move on. Or we'll be like, yo, my boy, we got you. Let's go get some food. You know, get a beer, just chill for a bit to make things happen. But yeah, I mean, that's the way it, it works. Some people accept this, some don't. I think that's us now. Like us, because I'm sorry, like us, we are in our 30s. So I think that's us now. That we could be like more talk, be like, hey, listen, uh, you know, you like, hey, listen, Pep, it's okay. Let's let's have a, you know, let's get some wings and beer and talk about this. But as you say, young people, uh, what I can say is, it, it, I think it's just an experience. You just kind of have to go through it. You know, it's sad to say, but you just kind of have to go through it. And you just kind of have to learn to identify people because if you shelter too much, you will never identify that what, what's good is what's bad for you. You, yeah. know, you know what I'm saying? Like, when the time you jump in a nest, bro, you're going to be like, what's going on? <laughs> you know, like, I mean, bro. I think you got to have a few scars in your body by the time you hit 25, 30. I have a bunch of scars in my arms and oh, yeah. growing up, you know, old school mentality. Yeah, I, I, you're right. Um, man, this world has changed a lot from our generation, but you're in a position where even you speaking now, you know, you give your point of view and you give you give your advice to the younger youth. What advice would you give someone who's listening to this as a young man? Number one, uh, the study, find a mentor, find a mentor, whatever you want to do. You want to, even if you want to pick a garbage, find a mentor that is the best at picking a garbage. Why? Because he's going to show you that path where you want to go in life. Um, all the jewelry, clothes, and all the stuff, that's, that's fake. Not everybody, not even artists that make many millions of dollars wear, dress up jewelry every single day. And if you want to build yourself other, work all your 20s. This is the best advice I heard this late. Work in your 20s, so in your 30s, you don't have to work the rest of your life. The big mistake is like, do whatever you want in your 20s. I wish I worked the hardest I'm working right now in my 30s. I'm working in my 30s so I can enjoy my 40s. So working in your 20s, you can just enjoy the rest of your life. Or whatever you're doing. Again, if you want to pick up garbage, go ahead and do it. But make sure you're the best at it. That way you always, always got to be known and always going to have that career on your hand. I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty good advice. Knowledge. <laughs> I mean, it is. I mean, my advice I always give anyone younger than me is just do it all. Do A through Z, just do a little bit of everything, and whichever whatever you don't like, don't do it again. Whatever you like, give it a shot. Take it to the next level. Do you have time in life? Yes, when you're young, you do, but it doesn't go for everyone because some people don't have the luxury of, you know, having that stability. Uh, I know people that were 16, 17 years of age, and they had to go to work because their family was poor, so they don't have the luxury of, you know, going out there and doing this stuff. Other people have family that, you know, take care of their kids all the way to 25, not, not, to, not ever have to work yet. And, you know, and they have a different life. So some advices are different than others. First of all, finish school. It's not rocket science. You know, if you could, high school is different from college. Now I always tell people, get liberal arts, get a degree in liberal arts, an associate's, get something as a backup in life. You know, it's not that hard. There's no race. I don't, people think that after high school, going back to college is a race. No, it's not. You could go part-time. You could work part-time, go to school part-time, have fun a little part-time, but it's an obstacle course. Best advice I always tell people is just do a little bit of everything. If you have a, a bed and food on the table, 
That's all you need. You're right. You're right. As long as you have a shelter and make it happen. Actually, now that you say something like that, um, you just remind me about um, a barber who used to work with us. That he used to cut. Uh, they used to cut his hair. Actually, he became a really good barber. Rest in peace. Um, an amazing barber, bro. Great guy. I met him when he was 14 years old, and I saw it in his eyes. The same way when I was younger, I wanted to be a barber. Why wanted to be a barber? I saw the same thing, Pepe. I wanted to be a barber. I wanted to be a barber. I was like, all right, bro, come. I show you. I teach you. I coach you. But in the meantime, you go to school. I want you to take that vocational and take the cosmetology class. That when you graduate, you graduate with your license. And whatever the hell you go, you got that license. You know what I'm saying? You can work anywhere. This guy made it happen or whatever. And he actually was talented, really talented. You know, as you know, when you're talented at something, money start coming, right? And when you start getting money, you know, flies start coming around. It's like, honey, you know what I'm saying? So flies start coming. He got surrounded in the bar environment. And sadly, you know, he got involved in the bar environment. And now he's not with us anymore because of that bar environment. He had a really, really young age, 20-something years old, 22, 23 years old. Really, really talented barber, and he passed away. And that's what I said. Sometimes you got the talent. Sometimes you got the pressure. Sometimes you you got all this stuff, but you gotta have a, a good pad, a good mentor. So where I'm going with this is, even whatever you do, you're making money. You're gonna find yourself involved in and all this stuff. Just try to find yourself in a good path, so you don't get lost. You know you continue growing as the person and trying to help another one on your way. I believe in good karma. So I have this rule in life. Um, you know how people grow up all bad, you know, bad karma can come back to you. I believe more in good karma. I believe karma. you surround yourself with people and do good around good people that when you really need them, they'll be there for you. So yeah. I don't give a fuck that people don't like I don't. I really truly don't give a fuck if people like me or don't like me. But I always want people to know that if my sons ever need a job or a hand in something, that I did good to you so you can help them out. That's how I'm building my good karma in life. Because it's not about me. It's not about my legacy. My legacy is yeah. is whatever I put on this fucking YouTube or whatever the fuck I put on the radio or, or people that know me personally. But you want to leave something for the future. You feel me? And you know what? That going to be said, just listening to back to all the stories that we've been talking about you with all this all I keep on hearing is the motivation and the drive. But it obviously doesn't sound like you had the easy path in life either to get to where you got now, right? Uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't easy at all. I mean, it was a lot of sacrifice. But again, I mean, I think most of everything it was for my family. You know, I have a kid that I have to support and I was responsible for so I have to make sure that she has food on that table at the end of the day. So it wasn't about me. I know a lot of people, they be like, you know, bro, like, fuck it, bro. I'm making me, I'm out, I'm just sending money and that's it. I'm like, nah, man, you, you got to be there for your kid. You know, not only the monetary wise, but like, I got daughters. So I got to show my daughters what a man looks like. So when Fox. they grow up and they look for somebody, they got their standards. You know, and, and, and men don't talk. And men don't talk about that as much. And I'm glad that you talk about it. Sometimes, you know, we always hear about the women's doing everything good for the, you know, the kids. And some guys, you know, I want to show that there are men out there too that really do a good job on their end too. 
I don't mind losing my career for my kids to spend more time with my kids. I write, I don't give a shit what I got to do. But, you know, kids are unique. You know, they only grow up one time. End of the day, all I'm saying is this. For you to say those words that you did because well, your family, it's because you love your kids. And, you know, you, you love them. And that's it. And you, you work two jobs, three jobs. You got to do what you got to do, right? Yeah. And that's what it is to be a parent. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, you know, you have to do what you have to do. You know, you have to kind of make it happen. That's that's my best advice. Just make it happen. Just make it fun and make it happen. Like, you know, it's hard, but you know what? That's just not a hard times. You always had a fun times. Thank God to be like, we're not the shop that I am right now. It's great because we got an amazing crew. And we all get together with you, Ben. You know, we everybody comes, you know, to trade, you know, trade the food, a couple of drinks. We play some game, you know, play some boxes, bro. You your know, job is your job. Your job is your second family. I keep on telling that sometimes to people. People don't like to use the word family at work, but if you think about it, you spend forty hours to more hours a week at work. So that's technically yeah. your second family. So, key word of advice: if you're at a job right now and you don't feel that, that job is something like a family to you, get the fuck out. Yeah, Find yourself, you know, don't waste your your <laughs> life on that. Get the fuck out. I mean, you said it right though, because right now, like you said, even the first time when we not work on my phone, they text. We we got a group text, and we group text about dumb stuff all the time. You know, we got like you know somebody go to like the store and see something, take a picture of it, and send a group text. So like, I, I'm I'm the stupid guy that like send a meme early in the morning because I, I like nothing but stupid memes. You know, like. You know, good morning, motherfuckers. Like, let's make this you, happen, you know? You build, but you see that, that, that for me is you're building some type of family. You guys have a routine. You guys are happy to have each other. And I think people sometimes don't realize that when you're at work, you literally have a second family, whether you like it or not. And some people prefer the second family over the real family. So don't even get me started <laughs> with those kind of conversations. But, man, uh, babe, babe, two things. Yeah, I appreciate the stories that you send over here that, you you know, you shared. And not for nothing, you know, I didn't know much about this myself, so thank you for even sharing that. But, yo, if you want to hear someone motivating, make sure you check this out because, you know, it's anyone, like everyone else, we all go through shit in life, and you shared your story. But I have this section of the show, which is called Rapid Fire Questions. I'm going to ask you mad random questions, and you have to give me a shit-up answer. Just to let the audience get to know you better. All right? What's What's your favorite drink? Tequila. No question. Yeah. What's your favorite? What's wait, your favorite wait, stop. wait, you don't like tequila? Ah, yeah, I'll drink. Wait, te- I'll, I'll drink tequila, but I'll make faces after. Like, okay. Oh god. I'll drink you like ten shots, fifteen shots, whatever the fuck it is. But I'll make a fake. I'll make a, a face after. Like, Jesus Christ. All right, favorite All right. food. Favorite food to go to. Peruvian food. <laughs> Peruvian food. Yo, favorite music. Oh, reggaeton. Arcangel. La Maravilla. Okay, okay. Favorite hobby to do when you're not at work? I love to eat. <laughs> you mad skinny too. I love to eat, bro. MMA or karate? Uh, MMA, hundred percent. Fuck that shit. Like, All right. MMA, MMA or boxing? MMA. No, you, wait. Let me get that. Let me get that because that's the hardest decision right there. I love the art of boxing. It's beautiful, but I mean. I don't know. I, I take MMA, but I love boxing. I have to say that. Check it. What's your favorite season of the, of the year? My favorite season, summer. I, I love to just to wear a tank top, uh, just flip flop and shorts. What, all right. If you had a million dollars, 
for 24 hours, what would you spend it on? Strippers. <laughs> <I'm>, uh, <laughs> I mean, you, 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 you could send someone to college. That's what's up, you know? Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your celebrity crush? Becky G. Yes. Yo, if you had one superpower, what would, what would it be? I don't know. That's a good question. Maybe uh, travel to time. Oh yeah, travel to time. All right, so Maybe. That, that actually brings to my next question. Um, Yo, would you rather find out how you die or when you die? I say when. When? You want to know when you die? Yeah. Just like I prepare myself. Cool. That's cool. I mean, that's that's what's up. So check it. If you could speak to yourself ten years ago, what would be the one piece of advice you'll give yourself? Oh. Motherfucker, stop playing, bro. Keep working. Forget about those clubs. Forget about those bottles, bro. Just keep working. Make that money. Save up and be rich. That's the only thing I would tell that motherfucker. Interesting. All right. So check. This is my last question. And this is how we're going to end the show. So it's a very important question. I used to always ask people, tell me your favorite quote. This time, this season, I'm going to ask a little more different stuff. So what is the one final thought that you want to leave our listeners with? To remember this podcast. Put your thoughts to Jesus and tell God your problems. He will help you no matter what. You always find a way. You believe in him, he got you. Don't worry about it. That's Damn, it. You, you threw God in the question. That's my guy, bro. So I'm not going to end it with the F word in the end just because you ended in such a very spiritual way. But <laughs> I do appreciate you, man. I do appreciate you. I had fun with you. And, you know, I feel like one thing I did learn is that we're not so different when it comes to the, the priorities. You know, we all go through shit in life. We all have to battle stuff. But I think end of the day, as long as you smile and laugh, things get better. That is true, man. But you can't give up, smile though, because, you know, we can't give up. I'm not saying it's easy in life, but fuck. You know, you want something, just know you're going to go through a lot of obstacles. But when you get there, perfect example, Pepe right here, you can tell he loves his job. All of my Make it look easy, not for nothing. Oh, please, it's not that. It's the years. It's the years behind me, bro. <laughs> the years behind me. That's what I'm saying. Yo, anyways, you can catch my boy Pepe on his Instagram. I'll definitely put it on his Instagram. He is on TikTok, too, as well. He puts a very interesting video. I ain't going to lie to you. Controversial, scary stuff. Very interesting stuff. So you could definitely catch him on his page. I'll definitely tag him on under this. But, you know, once again, man, I appreciate you. Want you have wonderful night thank you for being part of the show i appreciate it my god thank you for having me thank you for letting me express myself and open a little bit oh no you know what I, I i have an idea i need to bring you and the barbershop crew on the podcast and talk some some funny segments uh, that'd so, be you know, that, like, that should be cool that should be a really really cool idea i'm not I mean, lie. you, you let me know it. when i tell everybody yeah and everyone listening i uh, hope you enjoy this show once again, make sure you follow and I'll keep you posted for the next episode. But then, live it, love it, and peace.